and welcome to another episode of How Are We Still Married? I'm Beth Albright and uh, Ted Ishler, my husband and um, Hello there. resident, I won't say you're a slob, I guess that's... that's oh, you're going to start it off saying that's... resident slob. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. You are so freaking messy. I no. don't know how anybody stands it. And you're like, oh, but I love to cook and I'll cook for you. And any woman, I'm sure, would just love that. Except for when you go into the kitchen and it looks like there's been a massive explosion of several Thanksgiving dinners at one time. Because the deal is whoever cooks no. doesn't have to clean up. No, that so is not that then, is not so fair you gotta get with more you. bang for your buck oh my God. by leaving everything out. But, but see, normally I then end up having to clean up too. It's too much. It's too much when every single surface from the kitchen, breakfast room, dining room is filled with crap. You're like, oh, I can't sc- scrub the pots and pans because it'll uh, break my nail. I might get my- the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-huh. that's not true. I am, I'm going to go I, sit on the veranda Ted, while Ted, you clean up. I'm a clean freak. Yeah, I, I do not sit on the veranda while you do stuff. <laughs> if we had a veranda, no, you would definitely if, sit what, on it. What is the actual story? You put a glass down, and what happens to it? What do you? Uh, yeah, I know. I put a glass of water down that I'm drinking like half full. I go back to grab it again, and it's gone because it's in the dishwasher. It's in the dishwasher because I don't like things out. Well, I know. Then I have to get another I one. I like out. everything neat and tidy and put away and in order. So if anybody drops in, or especially like my eye, my eye is really, really visual. So if there's something amiss, a book mm-hmm. out of place, a glass in the way, it's got to be put away. It's, I'm putting things away pretty much all day. But see, if things are put away and I don't know where they are, then that doesn't that defeats the whole purpose. You know where they are. You just said you, you know it's in the dishwasher. I like to have a <laughs> pile of things. Yeah. And then I know exactly where everything is. It's when it's all straight and put away that I don't I can't figure it out where anything is. Well, don't leave it out. Yeah. Don't leave it out. And then, you know, didn't your mother tell me that she had to like bag up a whole bunch of stuff in a garbage bag for you one time? What and she used to always, from you? she used to always threaten that if I don't clean up my room, she was going to take all my stuff. And she actually did that one time. I hadn't cleaned up my room for like a couple months. Could you and even I, and see the And I go in my room and all my stuff is gone. Couldn't see the floor. And like, all right, well, now my room's clean. Uh-huh. So that it sort of backfired. And then she brought the stuff back, I think, like Did she just the dump hour. it? I would have just humped it over and dumped it all <laughs> on your floor. Yeah. Because that's exactly how your college dorm room was in New York when I first met you. Mm-hmm. The messiest person in history. And so I'm I'm going to go in there. I'm I'm in there a lot now because I we're we're together, we're a couple. So I'm pretty much living in this teensy little single bed room. And we go to clean it up one day and what what would I find under the bed? Pizza. But 3 month old hard as stone pizza that you could kill someone with. Uh-huh. And and it wasn't just one slice of pizza. It might have it, it, several paper plates. That's because I love all creatures great and small and I wanted to make sure that the ants and every and the cockroaches Disgusting had something. Person. You, you, you can't, you know, be picky and choose. You know, here's uh, the thing. My my aunt, who I love dearly, has see, always you called brought you an aunt. No, so. she's always called you a saint. Mm-hmm. And I always, I don't want to bad mouth you, you okay. know, in yeah. front of any of my family because you are very good to me. But mm-hmm. I want to say, but 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 wait, Patsy, you haven't lived with him. If you oh, live with him, no. Uh, have you looked at your office? Yeah. Okay. That is not a uh, that is not a room a person can go in. <laughs> yes, it if, is. I just have to shut the door. I know door. where I everything is. I just it. have a lot of stuff in there. Like I've got that Ted, video it's machine on the from floor. my own stuff. And no, yeah, there are. It's not there, I just have a lot of stuff and I have a small space. No, your crap's on the floor. Let's well, get real. No, because some of the clothes are piled in a chair because, like, when they come out of the wash, I why. 
you know. Oh yeah, why you, hang anything up? Just dig yes, through it. Because you cut out the middleman because it's going to need to go back into the dryer anyway. So they're already wrinkled. So why hang up wrinkled clothes only to then take them off the hanger and put them into the dryer? So that's where we keep your clothes is in your office because yeah. I uh, the big closet's all mine and your closet's down the hall. And so when you're with your closet. Why would all of your things be out of your closet? Because, like I just said, there's no reason to hang but them up. Then, when you go in there, there's wrinkled. no chair. Then you well, have no place to sit, play your keyboards. Often, I sit on top of the clothes to play oh, my keyboard. Oh my god! Well, that's why they're all wrinkled. <laughs> no, then they're gonna go. They're gonna go in the dryer anyway. So I try to if go you'd in like there to hang and them hang up. I know, I, I, and, you, I and have, you do, and I have because I want to. You know, you need a soft place to fall when you come home at night. It's like, oh, you're exhausted. Well, the pile of clothes is very soft. Oh my it's god! It's softer than the chair. You should try sitting on it sometime. No, absolutely. If, if there are clothes that need to be hung up in my room, they get hung up before I go to bed. I refuse to wake up in a messy room. Mm-hmm. I straighten my room before I go to sleep. When I leave the room at night to come down for dinner or whatever after I've been writing all day, I make sure the room is ready for future well, Beth. This, this is like, I have yes, this little thing Beth. that I do. Future Beth. So what mm-hmm. does Future Beth want? Future Beth wants Diet Coke in the morning. So we've got to put them in the night and make sure that they're cold in the morning. And then I get ready for myself for the next day. And I'm very organized. And it's very, very neat so that I'm not fighting. Don't you just feel like gross when you're in like chaos? It's not it's, chaos. I know exactly where everything is. It's chaotic. The stuff can go straight it's into the stressful. dryer. I don't have to unbutton. So you, when you hang up clothes, you like uh, you button the buttons, and so yeah, then so they'll stay on the hanger nicely. Extra steps that have to go through to take them off the hanger to put them back in the dryer. Then I'm then I'm just going to put them on. So hey, Ted. There, that there, there is no excuse. You're not ten years old. We have to keep things neat and tidy yes. so that we can live in the house is that together. Yes. yes. Well, it's it's all it all works out just fine. You, and then, you stay in your and, office and I stay in my room. <laughs> well, and then we have the outside where we have a very small backyard because we look out over this hillside. Um, it's beautiful it's, back there. It's beautiful. If it only. Is. Well, the dog, <laughs> since there's a very limited patch of grass, dog the dog again. likes to load that grass up. Um, so That's the poopinest dog I've ever had in my life. So once a week... Which I don't think that's, that's probably enough. No, that is not enough. Well, I mean, how often do we go out there? We can see it. But... I can't go out there for the stench. Yeah. So once a week, I've got I got this little hand it can't be once a week scooper thing that I grab the poop and rather than bagging it because this again cuts out the middleman, I wind up and give it a law a nice. I hurl. hope no one knows where we live. <laughs> yes, he, off the he edge of the, the cliff. Po- he's the poop throwing. Well, it just goes off Fella. the edge of the hill, and so it, it goes into But nobody the... throws poop. Like, it's not the medieval times where you're, like, winging things up and, like, If I had a trebuchet, <laughs> I could get that stuff, really. I could get it, like, into the next county. Well, you, you have thrown things besides <laughs> poop at other places that we've lived. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, they hit other people's homes, and you could hear them come out and go, What the hell was that? Well, there was a time when we had a dead rat, I think, when we lived in Texas out by our pool. And so Brooks and I, I don't know, it was somewhere. Oh, you know what? It was Texas and it was Los Alamitos. Those several different homes where you're winging some sort of dead Well, we found a dead, I think it was a dead rat. I had a big big shovel and Brooks and I were like, what are we going to do with this dead rat? And so brilliant me, I thought, all right, let's just try this. So I scoop it up. I get a... You know, a good, you know, practice a couple 
things and then just give it a hurl. And then I'm sitting there saying, Ted, don't. Ted, this don't. Is Ted, night. don't. And so Brooks and I watched the, this rat go flying through the air and then far off in the distance, sort of like a Warner Brothers cartoon, like when Wiley e. Coyote is falling down and then you hear this little at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hear and, the and, rat and hit what? somebody's roof, and it was someone's roof right behind us. So, as uh, as a disclaimer, no animals were harmed in the making of this. No, because uh, they were already dead. Because they were already dead. I'm not sure what the people who I just think you like who the were sitting things. in their house and heard something hit their roof and like, well, what was that? They like, go out and there's like a, a dead rat that had flown. See, it's the same thing like <laughs> uh, years and years ago when you said, oh, we should go out and play tennis together. No, because you don't like to like volley things, like small things. You've just got to hit the crap out of something and see how far it can go. And so same thing in golf. And it, you're winging these things with the pooper scooper. And now we've got like actual crap flying through well, the air in broad daylight. Because we have a we have a good spot to do that. You can scoop but it up. But the neighbors no, can see are, what you're doing. There are doing. no neighbors down down the hill. No, and they're they're getting poop landing on their <laughs> no. roof or on the top of their cars. The, it or... doesn't go that far. It just goes down the hillside, and then all the little creatures, great and small, <laughs> gather around the poop that came flying in, and they think it's sort of like uh, this mystical thing. It's like the end of the world. No, it's they, raining they, crap. I, I think that they worship it and that <laughs> I just I'm praying that none of our neighbors listen to this show. Well, yeah, let, let's hope not. So <laughs> but I, I don't really do that. That was just all a story. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the smell is absolutely horrendous. And that's another like this dog, this dog, this dog. So we have to clean up that yard more than more than once a week. Yeah, and, and her her pee is must be like Killed some toxic yeah. substance that would probably burn through um lead. Because it it just wrecks the grass. It's like acid. It's like pouring acid on the grass. (laughs) It's acid pee. Yeah. It's just like smoking. I guess she's not uh, drinking enough or something. No, she's drinking. I've got water all over this house, but the dog is kind of a nervous dog. And so she's got to drink all the time. She just literally drives me nuts. And this is Lexi who ran through all the traffic in that, uh, Uh the move that we talked about. Yeah, she's still alive. She's 11. Can you believe she's 11? Is she 11 or 12? I don't know, but she's still totally nuts. She's nuts. And and she's like, she needs like medication. Maybe that's what we should have done. We should have gotten her. I used to threaten. I'm going to give that dog two Benadryl a day. Yeah. Because she is wound up tight and flying after the cats and honking at everything and barking at every little teensy sound she hears. So, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> somehow we went from what? me being messy to the dog and flowing, throwing poop and, and We have rats. no focus on this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, find some focus. Well, we were going to talk about this this hellacious move that we made out here two years ago, um, and it's so Wisconsin it, to California. It it was a yeah, just the most ridiculous move we had had. It was a and total that, that's saying fiasco. a lot since we like we just said we had a lot of other things. Well, but. the thing that happened with this one was that it it just kept on going. It's like it. Okay, so we were supposed to leave. I, I finished up, what, what what show was I doing? I was doing Rapunzel, and we were finishing up Rapunzel at the Cedarburg Children's Theater that I still own in my lovely little hometown, adopted hometown of Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And um, I was doing auditions for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And you were already in San Diego working, because you always get to go ahead. Well, number one, I drove one truck out there that you and I rode with. Yeah. We, we did one truck first, so we took but one I load, to put it in back. the storage unit, I, then, yeah, yeah. then came back to do the well, big Well, I move. came back. You stayed here, and I went back to Cedarburg in July to direct my show. And 
literally the week of the show. Literally. Yes, literally. The week of the show. We're we're packing the house. Uh, Brooks is finally home from London. He's helping me pack. He's helping me direct. And I'm holding an audition, and the tiniest little cute girl, six years old, is up on the stage. And I had a brand new pair of gorgeous pink suede wedges with a gold buckle. And I had a casting director coming for a group of children that night. And um, I thought it's going to be really good to just dress up for once. I won't wear my flats. I'll wear these new pink suede shoes. So I'm sitting. I'm sitting. How can you do anything wrong when you're sitting? I'm, You'll find a way. I'm sitting and I have my feet under the table and I want her to learn to project her voice. So I said, I'm going to step to the back of the theater and I'll give you thumbs up if I can hear you. She's at her audition. She's scared and I'm being you know, very gentle. And I went to stand up and I rolled my foot in my wedges and I heard a little snap and a little pain and I'm like, oh my God, I think I just broke a bone. And I was just standing up from a sitting position. And that was like a week before our move. The or week before like the that. move. Yes. And you're not there. Nope. And I call you up in San Diego and I say, Ted, I think I just broke my foot. And like, it oh is swelling. God. Oh my yeah. God, I can't put any weight on it. It looks like it's been hit by a truck. It's turned blue. And all the parents are coming in going, oh my God, oh my God. And they're propping my feet up on a pillow. They're bringing pillows. They're bringing ice packs. Because yeah. of course, I went straight through rehearsal. And then I went straight through the casting director. I wasn't even ready to go to the ER until 10 o'clock that night, and it happened at 3.30 in the afternoon. You got to shake it off. That's just what, like, well, just like a must, coach would say. The show must go on. Yep. That's what we say. The show must go show on. The show must go on. Shake it off. Put some butter on it. And so, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did. Get to the ER. Brooks is sitting there. He's calling you. And like, yep, the, the foot's broken. Thank God, by a millimeter, missed this Jones fracture where I would have had to have you surgery. don't want a Jones fracture. No, you don't. Sure. I learned that the Smith hard way. and or. They sent me home with my... Uh, crutches and I had to direct the rest of the show and do the move with this giant freaking boot on. Yeah. And it's, it's the move because we're in, we're going to then be in these big trucks where you have to step up quite a ways and hoist yourself well, in. It, it took a step ladder. We had, yeah. we had to put a ladder. I know. We, yeah. We, so, so that, that just started things off. Then we hire these guys because again, we're, we're doing these moving trucks that we're driving ourselves. So it was me and Brooks driving these 26 foot trucks this time. Um, and I got to be a passenger. I was a passenger in Brooks's truck. So I hire these guys to help load. We always do like load and unload guys. And you know, you find these guys on, on U-Haul mm -hmm. sometimes can be a little sketchy uh, all the time. Uh, so, and I wanted this one guy to, to drive the truck. We thought, Hey, can we pay you thank, to get, thank to drive God the that didn't work well, out. And he said, well, you know, I don't really have a driver's license. So, um, okay. Yeah, well that he's like 26 with two children. Yeah. So, so he, they come and they load us up and they always smelled like the wacky tobacco. Like, I'm not sure you want your movers to have. Like, oh, my God. That's right. I in, forgot. In the pot, like our entire house <sighs> smelled like that constantly. Yes. Because every single one, like five or six guys would come in and they reek. The reek of pot was unbelievable. And so, meanwhile, I'm trying to finish up my show because the plan is the show finishes on Sunday afternoon and we're pulling out of there on Tuesday. Yep. And 
Monday came and Tuesday came and we just, we could not get this move together. They, they would either not show up or show up and not get much done because they were so whacked out. Well, or, and then, then the night that they actually did get the rest of it, they were there till what, like 11 o'clock at night is when we're closing the back of, of the truck. Well, not even for the last time because we went over there the next day. Do you remember Sally and my friend Sally came by and took pictures? Yeah. Like she couldn't but, believe this move. But what happened that night then, 11 o'clock, we oh, closed yeah. up the oh, truck. Yeah. Closing it up. We're in the in the house now, like eleven thirty ish, and I get a call. I'm limping around on my boots. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. <laughs> we're in the I'm, empty I'm house, no good for trying anybody. to clean up, and you've got your boot on. I get a call from the mover. He said, "Hey, hey, Ted, hey, Ted, uh, I might need your help." I'm like, "What? What do you need of my help?" Because now we're done with those guys. We we paid them. He said, "Yeah, we paid them off." He said, "Well, we we were driving, and I'm pulled over. I'm on the side of the highway. Um, a a cop pulled me over, and you know, I don't have a license." And um, I, I told him this whole story about how uh, Mr. Ted, uh, we were moving from Mr. Ted because we pulled over, we smell like pot, and we have a lot of money cash. And the ca- that's what I was about to say. In he our had pockets. A, an envelope full of a, like $1,100. And the cop, and he said, and the cop doesn't believe there is a, there is a Mr. Ted. Is there any way that you could you could come down <laughs> that's here? Right, that's like, right. Like, I'm going to come down. because we're they, in they the moving truck because they our cars close. were hitched up, remember? The cars were hitched up, so we had to drive a moving truck over there. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't <laughs> close. That was probably Mequon. heading into into Milwaukee, and yeah. so it was about another ten a ten mile drive or so. Yeah, and I don't know why we decided to do it because we've already paid the guy. And like we're I fe- parents, I and we felt like that guy, guy was a kid. Yep, yep. So it's us. him, him, and four guys in this car, this really beat up car. I think expired plates. That's why they got pulled over. Yep. He didn't have a driver's license. They yep. smell like pot and they have a whole lot of cash. Yep. They're going to jail. <laughs> they're, they were literally going to be in jail if we hadn't come over there. So for some reason, we get in the truck and, and go insert ourselves into this fiesta. Drive down there. And there's the, on the side of the highway. There, There's the, the lights and the guys all pulled over. And here's and, Brooks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you two doing? Yeah, And the, and the cop comes over to me and said, I really didn't believe that there was a Mr. Ted. <laughs> Mr. Ted. It's so nice to <laughs> meet you, Mr. Ted. I don't know what, what they thought I could do. I guess vouch for these guys. Yep. Like, yeah, we That's had That's what move. we did. And so so then the cops said, well, we've got a problem here because you're still in our county and he can't and he has no driver's license. And so I'm a cop for this county. So I can't let him drive. So they said there's um, the only thing that you could do is if you got in this car and you drove it across the county line to, into Milwaukee County, then the cop would say, okay, they can go on. And then this guy's grandmother or something could come pick him up. And the, Yep. And so what did you, I, what did you do? Like I piled in the feet? car <laughs> with these four other guys who had been moving us all day long. They smelled like pot. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, Mr. Ted's here to save the day. They were so happy, though. I, I, Bless their I get in their car. Then you and Just Brooks follow in the moving truck. We go right over the county line, get off at, at an exit, and sit, and <laughs> head goodbye. Bye-bye. As that guy then got his grandma to come and get him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But the, the cops were in such shock that a, a Mr. Ted <laughs> yeah. with a with a wife who's in a broken foot boot. Oh, my God. And a 20-something-year-old, you know, master's degree who just gotten his master's degree. We're like sitting in the car and we're like, uh, yeah, we're real. And they really did work for us. Uh-huh. And we really did give them all that money. Yeah. <laughs> bless their hearts. The I, I, felt, I felt bad for them. But I mean, that was the beginning. This story just never ends. Yeah, that was before we even left town. We weren't even hadn't even left town no. we were supposed to be leaving then first thing in the morning but somehow it got to be like four o'clock in the afternoon because we literally could not fit a broom 
into the car. No. That's how packed those trucks were. And my my dear, dear friend there, who I always want to move back to Cedarburg because of my good girlfriend's there. So Sally comes driving by and she says, my God, I just can't even believe my eye. I might have to take a picture of this. <laughs> and the backs of the truck were open and stuff is falling out. We're like the Beverly Hillbillies yeah, heading like, out to California. Yeah, we're going to put Granny up on the top of it yeah. in a rocking chair. It would have been me in the boot. <laughs> so then we thought we were already de- delayed. So I looked at the route and said, well, the smartest way, the shortest way, mile-wise, instead of going the way we were going to go, like down through Texas or something, is to go across the Rockies. Because that's much shorter. With, yeah, with two trucks loaded down with 2,200 pounds at each. Yeah, that's, that's much shorter mile-wise. <laughs> I, I didn't take into account that you're going up 10,000 feet and you're in a truck, and then you're going back down another 10,000 And so time-wise, it didn't work out because it was like you were going 20 miles an hour. Well, it didn't work out for many, <laughs> many reasons because it was kind of uneventful until we got to Colorado. Was it? Yeah, pretty much. Except for hauling my big giant ass out of the truck with with a ladder. Yeah, every, everything took so much longer because I think like the first day we got like 150 miles and we had like 2,000 to go or something like that because yeah. we didn't leave until late afternoon. Yeah, it was it was just it was awful. I can't even explain. And we had two cats at the time, not three, and we had I had them both on my lap, and you had the dog with you, and poor Brooks who has never driven a truck. I don't think he had ever driven a truck. This was his first time, and I was going to ride with him. I couldn't drive because it was my right foot that was broken. And he's going to drive a 26-foot truck pulling another car. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. For the very first time. For days and days and days. So then... Supposed to be like a three-day trip. Then we're, we're in Colorado. We get past Denver. We're about 60 miles outside of beyond Denver, right before you go But up, you were having problems. Right before you go up to, into the... Well, the, the truck sounded weird from the first time I got it. And yeah. when I told the guy, I said, this thing sounds weird. I said, ah, we, we check these things out. It's all good. So we get beyond <laughs> Denver, start heading up a little bit into the mountains and then the check engine, not the check, not the, just the check engine light, it started flashing. And then it started doing this like shutting down thing. And it starts going from yep. like 60 to 40 to 30. And you get on the walkie talkie and like, my truck's dead. My it's, truck's it's dying. I've got to get off of this exit. I got to get off. So luckily there was an exit right Wasn't there. Wasn't it like 1030, 1130 at night? No, this was still during the day. Remember, we were at that place during the day. No, because you had to take the truck in to the all night deal that day the day was the day we were getting it back we had to they hauled they hauled, oh you're we were, right you're it right was you're during right. the mind, day yeah so it was during that it was like pretty i don't know maybe like noon or one o'clock in the afternoon because we got off of this exit oh yes it was so hot it we weren't in the rockies yet we were still no, down it was below like the desert before yes. the rockies oh my god we get yes. off this and this exit had nothing but this old run super rundown it wasn't even a truck stop It was just like one of those hole in the wall kind of like like horror film kind All of places. Gravel, you know, and so the dust was flying. With a big truck parking lot. And sometimes we got to the back of the thing and the car, the truck just totally yeah. died. So there's two 26-foot trucks pulling two cars. My sob is on the back of yours. Mm-hmm. And the piano is in yours because we wanted to make the weight right. And then we're pulling, was it Brooks's car? On the back of the uh, other one. Yeah, and it was that, so hot yeah. that then we all had to cram into the into your truck. With the well, animals. Yeah. So, so all <laughs> With the animals. With Lexi. And, and then I got Lexi out. Of course, Lexi likes to take off. Oh, yeah. And oh, so, my gosh. I forgot about that. So this. Lexi takes off while I'm getting out. Yeah, and it's like, it's like 100 degrees. Her, aren't, weren't you holding her yeah, on a leash? And she somehow, and I tripped over a rock trying to chase after her because she had taken off the running with the leash. And I wiped out into the parking lot Bad and screwed fall. up my knee big time. In fact, I still have like... It's nerve it's damage. It's numb. Yeah, it's nerve, nerve <laughs> all damage. Ti- all this time later. So... 
I, I get Lexi. You and Brooks then go into the store at this well, nasty place. We, we had to walk place. in because we both had a pee. Yeah. And it was a long, long way for me in that boot. And it was, you know, 105 degrees of, in desert heat. And the dust was flying from the parking lot. And Brooks and I are trying to walk into this diner to go to the bathroom. A diner is calling it something. That, that yeah, oh place my God. is just like so nasty. Oh, my God. But then, so you, yeah, when you and Brooks came out, Tell them what pulled in. Oh, my gosh. And so we're walking. I wasn't looking. I was looking down at the ground. And so we walked past this stench, and I didn't even look up until we got by it. And Brooke said to me, oh, my God, did you see what's in the back of that truck? And I turned around, and all you could see was horse heads and horse legs. And the truck, I am not kidding you, said pet food supply. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it was a I joke. Think it was a joke, but it was full of dead horses. It was filled with dead horses. And it supposedly was a thing that they go come and gather horses that have escaped that have been hit by cars on the side of the road, supposedly. Well, how, how often does that happen? I don't know. I looked that place up because I thought they were killing horses for pet food. But it was probably, it probably, what, had like 20 or 30 horses in that thing. Oh, my God, yes. And flies, the buzzing flies. Oh and Brooks is like, the stink, the stink. It was just about to kill him. So whenever we walked, because in five hours is how long we sat in that Yeah, because we, we'd called the truck company uh, and said, we've got this broken down truck. Said, all right, we'll get somebody there as soon as possible. It was fi about five, was five hours, hours that we sat there. It was five because hours. Because we weren't anywhere near anything. No, and we all were crammed into the cab. So, so two, three animals and three large adults into the cab of one truck because your truck wouldn't run anymore. And we had the air conditioner on in our truck and we're all crammed in there trying to just get cooled off. It was so awful. And then what we were going to do is take your car off the back of my truck because we were going to have to drive that. Well, we had to. They said you've got to have make sure you have the the car removed so we can haul your truck in for service. So I'm I'm in that parking lot backing backing your car oh, out. Oh, I get so mad when I think and about I hear, this. As yep. I'm backing out, ripped off the bumper. It ripped off the entire front yep, bumper. It sure did. And I was infuriated <laughs> with you. I by this time I've just that wasn't had my fault. I've just had enough. Well, what happened is when you pull those those cars onto those car carriers the front of the car sort of goes over top of this little thing that sticks up. Well, you didn't and straighten it, out the tires no, and go straight back. No, no, no. It had nothing to backing up. It had to do with the front of the car was was sticking out over okay, that little thing. Teddy. And so when you back it down, when the car is so loaded down, it just pulled the whole bumper off. So sure now we've got a broken down truck. We've got a car with a bumper that's been pulled off. And we have nowhere to go. And so what do you do? You feel so bad. You go get some freaking duct tape. And yep. you duct tape my I bumper. I duct taped you right back up there. You did. You taped it from underneath. So, of course, we aesthetically, we cannot see I'm the not duct even tape. from the South, and I know how to use my duct tape. <laughs> and you fixed the bumper, at least so it wouldn't look bad. But well, at least we could drive it oh then. Oh, my God. So we had to go into Denver following the tow truck with our other big truck. You um, drove the you drove the Saab. Brooks drove his big truck with his car on the back of it. Yep. And the tow truck driver towed. And there goes the piano. All I could think of was that <laughs> well, enormous the, piano. It wasn't just the piano. No. All 26 of our, feet of other stuff, too. That we couldn't fit a broom in. And Sally had to take a picture of. So this was then ended up being about 9.30 or 10 at night when we got to the place where they were going to fix it. They had to put us up in a hotel that was nearby there. And, and this was all U-Haul. No, we were no, Penske. Penske. Penske yeah. was going to pay for the hotel and everything because this was all their fault. So they said, oh, we'll, we'll have it done by 7 o'clock the next morning. So I get up at 7 o'clock the next morning and nobody even knew what we were talking about. 
They didn't know what like, oh, well, well, Bubba comes in. He goes home at three o'clock and then I don't know what you're talking about. And and I don't know why they have a southern accent in Colorado, but <laughs> I was that's gonna say that's that just doesn't my quite go-to. work in Colorado. But you go right ahead with that. So <laughs> it took until like two o'clock for somebody to track down what our truck was. They finally said, "Oh yeah, it was missing a part, so we had to stay another day." We did. Yeah, we had to that stay was two the days. Problem is that now we're supposed to have been to your, back to your job. Yeah, I know. By Thursday, and this is Thursday. Yeah, and now we're still in Colorado. We're still not even halfway. Not even halfway, and so you're in trouble with your new job, <laughs> which they did not one hundred percent did not buy the story that well we broke down Colorado. I know. I keep calling, uh, the but new, we're now we're new broken things. down for two days. Yeah, and we're already two days late leaving. You know, Wisconsin. Yeah. So finally, they get that truck fixed on the second day. We head up then into the Rockies. And because, again, we're still so loaded down. So wait, we left. Let me make make it clear. We were leaving our hotel with the fixed truck. And we're like, okay, okay, we're in the clear. This is is home free now. We're going to head home to the new home. And we left about 4.30. And I am not kidding you. The sun had not set. It was not even 7 o'clock. When we got up into the Rockies. Hi, where it's cool, nice and, and cool. then we started having Brooks. Brooks's, it was Brooks's truck. Engine light having, on. Yeah, an engine light. And uh, so now we're like, oh my God, well, what are we going to... Plus, going up those mountain roads... Uh, it was killing it would, the it would take It would take, go 20 miles an yep. hour, 30 at the most. So it took forever just to get like, you know, 60 miles up into the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Brooks's truck light comes on. We had to call Penske again. They had to come out there and, and take a the look at that. The man that came out there was super nice. I can't think of his name now, but I, I, I like this guy, and he really he was good. Yeah, well, he said, oh, he said, well, you know, this isn't a big deal. You, I think you can make it to California on that. Like, oh, that makes us feel really good. Yeah, we've really still got to get through the deserts of Utah and Arizona. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So then we, So then we just had to spend the night there. And unload a bunch of stuff, you know, so we didn't hadn't gotten much further. So now three nights basically within the same area. Yeah, it's all in Colorado, three nights. Then the next day we drive slowly through the, the hills, the mountains of Colorado. Then we start coming down and, the Rockies. Oh my God, this, this was a nightmare. And that's when you call me on the walkie-talkie and says, there's smoke pouring out of the back of your truck <laughs> as I'm coming down. And like we thought that something inside the truck was on fire. Yeah, and I look in the rearview mirror, and I all you see is just like smoke yep. everywhere. Yep. So we get off the exit, and my brakes were basically Fried. on fire. Yep. And they smoked even when we pulled off. They smoked for an extra like thirty, forty five. We minutes. waited. We had we pulled off the side of the road, and we waited for them to quit smoking because I, I was calling my stepfather, who is an engineer. He's been my stepfather for over forty years, and it's like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, oh probably quit smoking in a little bit yeah so i called penske too and they said oh yeah well if you're really loaded down those brakes you know the brakes can go out too so you got to be careful of that but look for those runaway truck ramps just in case like oh my oh, god oh thanks okay well th- that that makes me feel good so uh finally we just somehow le- sat there for a while yep. let those things cool down and then the hotel and, in colorado yeah remember that Oh, no, that was in Utah, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, Utah. So that hotel that we got to that night, another nightmare was just waiting. Well, so this is a really weird hotel. Yeah, and, and we're, we're like, ready to, like, just turn around or do something or abandon everything. No, what, what I think we should do is, uh, can we just live here? Yeah. Wherever we are, just, we'll yeah, just live here. Yeah, in some nasty little Utah town. Uh, so we, we get to this hotel that I had made, like, on the phone, like, oh, I found a cheap hotel. 
We pull into this hotel. First of all, there's, there's not a single car in the parking lot. This is about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Not one car. Not Everybody's one car, across nothing. the street at the Comfort Inn, which Brooks kept saying, Daddy, Daddy, we just go to the Comfort Inn. Why do you want to stay here? Because I had already paid for it on Because you already paid wire. for it, yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull in. There's no. It, there's not a soul there. Not not one car, seriously. And we go in and had to ring like the bell to get the person to come out. Some weird kind of lady checks us in. I'm like, are you open? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're open. I said, well, I don't see many other cars. No, no, no one's staying here tonight. But and, and it was it wasn't like a like dun, a bed dun, and breakfast. Dun. It was like a 30 room hotel. Yeah, it's very, very frightening. So we're like, oh, God, that's weird. So we. Um, but damn it, you paid for it. So you're going to sit there. Yeah, so we pull around to the back, and we thought, oh, my God, no, we're like sitting ducks because our big trucks are the only thing in this parking lot. Yeah, So very, we were, very we were worried about that. And then- The room was pretty bad. The yeah, drawer, there was some sort of drawer. Yeah, we put, we put our litter box in the drawer, and the drawer fell apart. Yeah, like <laughs> so fell we had cat apart. litter everywhere. Like the teak wood fell apart. Yeah. So uh, because, now we've Because we that. always have to sneak our cats and dogs into these hotels because we want to pay all the extra, but uh, that's another Well, story. most places don't even accept cats in a litter box. Yeah, so we sort of trashed that room, um, but but not on purpose. No, it, it was just that they're there. I mean, who has drawers of teak wood that you can't put something in, and then the front falls off? Yeah, of it just totally fell apart. Yeah. So then we go out in the next morning to pull the truck to the front, and thank God our stuff is all still there. I was already surprised, and we were looking at this overhang that says it had a twelve foot nine clearance, and our truck said it was twelve feet seven inches. That's correct. So we thought, okay, that that's no problem. We can do that. And so Brooks is driving. Brooks pulls his truck under there, and then I'm in the one behind, and I hear, <laughs> of course, another one of those sounds. Uh huh. And this is the hotel. Now the hotel mm-hmm. is arched. The whole entryway where you drive under from to go beside the front door is arched. So twelve foot nine would have been the top at the top, but where the arch is, it's lower. And so we took a chunk. And out we of it. found out the hard way. We took a chunk out of it, and we're like, should we tell them? No, no, it wasn't our fault. It said not. twelve. So, so it we're, said clearance twelve nine. Right. I took pictures to make sure. So then we're we're check. I'm checking out, and the lady says, oh, "I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to charge you." Uh, wasn't it exorbitant, like five hundred dollars? Yeah, or I'm something? gonna have to charge you five hundred. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? She said, "Well, she's like very mousy. Your your truck uh, took a nice, really nice chunk out of our our roof out there, so we're gonna have to charge you." Like. What do you mean? Number one, I didn't know that we had done it. You know, I just heard it, but like I didn't see where it was. And but then it's like there it is when she comes out there. But but also the the legal scholar in me, debate champion that I am, I wanted I wanted her to get an estimate. She can't just like flat out charge us five hundred dollars. You got to bring somebody there. You got to get an estimate, and then you've got to talk to us about a negotiation. It can't just be oh, I've got your credit card. I think I'm going to run it for five hundred dollars, which is exactly what she did. I know, and this was the hotel with with nobody there, and and so then I I called the bank and had them hold it and reverse it. Yeah, we didn't we didn't authorize this charge, Uh, but we took all sorts of pictures and everything. Yeah, but pictures then I think, of our truck saying twelve seven clearance, yeah. and their thing saying twelve nine clearance, and there was the whole burden was on them because it was incorrect information. But now this was like day six of our thing. We're like, let's just get the heck out of here, and I, we'll deal with that on later. On the road for six days <laughs> in that boot with all those animals, and Brooks was starting to shake. Yeah, when he would drive, he was his whole body was starting to tremble. So we yeah we headed out of there and luckily made it, and they they ended up charging us like two hundred and fifty bucks for that. I think that's it came back with that but no i think it never came back no I think they it never did. i don't i was watching the bank i think it did i don't if it did you didn't tell know. me because i would have fought that 
Well, we tried. We I sent them all sorts of pictures and everything else, but that was like the final straw. It's like starting from you breaking your foot through the the pot car and the brakes oh and god. the truck and the dead horses and like oh my god we've just this was like the the move from total it, it hell. was absolute hell of all the moves and we're still in the same house <laughs> yeah, that I'm we moving. moved to and i think that move out of 35 moves might have been the hardest one and so we've, we're like we're done we're, we're do old it. we're fat we're done that'll do it that'll yeah. do it we'll but just, that's uh, certainly not the end of the road because that was just a moving story yeah. where have we left off prior to this show oh my god we've still got There's so many lot, stories yeah. to tell we just wanted to tell our moving stories now <laughs> right cautionary tales as they are yeah yeah absolutely well anyway so man i just feel exhausted after just talking about that i do too i, I need to drink all that from just just recently <laughs> yeah, and maybe, i don't, I don't need some water Maybe we should have been drinking while we were doing that that move. That might have helped. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taking some of the pain away from my foot. Because, yeah. I mean, have a broken foot and be stuck in a truck for six days. And the swelling was unbelievable. Well, yeah. even And if the truck had worked properly, that would have been tough. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the getting in and out and trying to climb up the stepladder. You would have to get behind me and shove I my I know. I do the old hoist. Give the old heave yeah. ho. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It took you and Brooks both hands on cheeks to shove me in back into the car. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I know. Remember that? Ah, uh, yes, yes, I do. I do. So, anyway, that's that's uh, one of our many tales. And Ted, so, we're yeah. still married. That's because I can grab your cheeks and and push here. You. Would you like to grab them now? Yeah, Is that the thing uh-huh. that you like about being married? <laughs> yeah, let's push you up into the it's truck. It's ample. Yeah. Anyway, so on that note, if, if people aren't vomiting at this point, uh, so if you want to give us a that's some sort of shout out or talk to us. You can send us a note at us at stillmarriedpodcast.com and tell us what you'd like to hear. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Yes, I, I want to hear. Yes, please. Yes. And I would just love it for you to just chat with us. Tell us about your marriage. Tell us about your trials and tribulations. We can talk about some of that on the show. And we'll talk to you. In fact, we may even put you on the air if you want to. Oh you know, my gosh. Yes. I don't know. But so uh, us at stillmarriedpodcast.com, go to our Patreon page and uh, join and you can see all sorts of other extra stuff and, um, give us good good likes and reviews. Yeah, on always try to leave Apple a five podcast. a five star review. I've had a, a we've had a good number of five star reviews, and I really really appreciate give us it. more. We always can use more. We would. We'd love to have more. We'd yeah. love to get to know you, and you can have um, merchandise. We have merchandise. The stillmarriedpodcast.com and is the website. And how are we still married? Is the merchandise. So we'll look f- at that. And you can come over to the house, and we'll fling poop together. How about that? So there we go. <laughs> Heave ho! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, good to talk to everybody again. Yeah. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening.